0: Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, your weekly Indie Games podcast. We bring you the Indie Games news that you, I mean, I'm assuming you want to know about considering you're listening to an Indie Games podcast. Uh, We bring you a list of Indie Games coming out this week. Not a complete list, of course, because there's a shitload of games that comes out. It's just ridiculous. And, of course, I ask uh, super probing questions of my co-hosts that just make them uh, really uncomfortable. It's, It's very nice. I really enjoy it. Uh, today, we actually do not have Josh on the podcast for the first time. It's a little crazy, but I do have Errol. I'm not just doing it by myself. Yeah, Errol's a good guy. Yeah, I'm here. Yay. I didn't kill Josh, don't worry. I mean, I, I didn't say
1: I didn't kill him, so... <laughs> no, we <don't. laughs> He's probably just at the, at the... He probably just, you know, he accidentally... He was going to the DMV to renew his license and he accidentally wrote wrote George like his Twitter handle and now he has to get that fixed
0: That's really complex. I yeah, I that, was, whole story. that was really interesting. He has to get it figured out. The federal government does not understand what his name is based on his social security number or anything.
1: And with this with the shutdown, all the employees are, like, angry. Oh, and yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Cool. It'll take a while for him to get his identity back. just because of the, the shutdown and everything. So
1: all he had to do was I told him not to look at Twitter when he was at the DMV. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, read a book.
0: I think it's easily just as distracting. I, just, maybe he should just, like, be super focused when he's at the DMV instead.
1: You think he... he yeah, you know, if he was reading like Harry Potter and he changed his name to Snape by accident.
0: I really like the oh. the storyline that Josh just basically like puts his name into anything that's associated with him at that given point in time. He's like, I just looked at Twitter, so it's the underscore George. That's my new name.
1: I just meant like I just meant like he accidentally put an R, but I could go with that
0: too. <laughs> Nope, he went all the way. He no longer is like josh uh he doesn't want me to say his last name because i'm gonna butcher it so i'm just not going to but he's no longer josh what's his last name he's the underscore <laughs> josh so what have you been playing this week errol any cool games you really want to talk about
1: well actually i have been playing moonlighter a lot and that was that was last i mean i know it released last year but it's just is really good
0: i know I put it on my
1: top 10 game of the years. So did I. And the thing is, I I never played through that much of it. So, like, now I'm doing all the upgrades and upgrading the shop. Well, I... Because I started it on PS4, but then I got the Switch version because it's so much better on Switch. But, um, you suck. <laughs> um, but then I... Uh, yeah, so I, just, so I just got recently to the same place I was at in the PS4 version, and now I'm, like, upgrading the shop and doing certain things. But... Besides that, I also, I played through uh, Y2K. Yik? Yes. As our audience knows Yik. it. <laughs> Actually, uh, there's a handful of people I saw on Twitter who who thought that was the name.
0: Yeah, on, uh, I was listening to Sacred Symbols, uh, Colin Moriarty's PlayStation podcast, and he and, like, Chris uh, talked about it, and they are like, it looks like Yik. I was like, yes! Fucking now, what's say funny Yik, is, dude.
1: For one of the sites I write for, so I reviewed the game, but I also interviewed the creator, or the co-creator? Because the, there's two brothers. Um, oh, that's cool. And he said that the Roman numeral was because he felt it gave it more significance, like, you know, other RPGs, like Final Fantasy and and other stuff like that, use Roman numerals.
0: <laughs> I always love when you start a list and then you just then say I just, other I just stuff. Like, I was going to say Final <laughs> Fantasy,
1: Lufia 2, which he mentioned a lot. And, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean, right?
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, they all use Roman Dragon numerals. Quest? Yeah.
1: How could I not say Dragon Quest? Ugh.
0: I was kind of wondering how you excluded Dragon Quest. You're not like <coughs> a big Dragon Quest guy.
1: <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, so that was... So I liked it. I gave it a more positive review, but apparently it's pretty divisive. You know, like, if I had to put a number on it, i give it, like, around maybe a 7.9 out of 10 but like i see people giving it like fives. so i don't know is there
0: any like consensus on why or are they just giving Yeah it some fives? people
1: just like don't like the the characters or the art style or like the gameplay isn't quite a, like there because so the main character he's a jerk but he's like he's like learning through meeting like meeting a, a new group of friends and he's learning like not to be and like <sighs> <laughs> and like some people find him to be like so much of a jerk that it's just like they can't handle it and then they don't like the other stuff about it and... does he
0: at least have like I mean I, I don't really need spoilers or anything but I'm just gonna ask like a simple question and if people think this is a spoilers they can eat my ass does he have any sort of like redemption arc or is yeah, he just kind no, of it's, it's
1: supposed to be a lot of people compare it to Scott Pilgrim if you, yeah how you... Scott's
0: a big dickhead until like basically the end
1: yeah um but people are like well scott pilgrim did it better and uh, like like i see a bunch of people and these aren't really reviewers necessarily but people like dogpiling on the game trying to find whatever they can just looking for bad stuff about it like the main voice actor has a history of abuse apparently and like oh damn and i'm like okay but do you think the creators knew that? I don't think... I mean, the creator seemed like a nice guy from when my interview with him. I don't know. And then, like, there's stuff about... There's a... So, there's this graveyard in one of the towns, and it has a gravey- a gravestone for uh, Satoru Iwata.
0: I'm assuming people took issue with
1: that. Yeah, people took issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another part where, like, there was this case of a, of a girl who, like killed herself on a water tower and and they use that like like they use a a, like they use pretty much the same thing for their plot like or like as part of their plot and and people weren't like weren't happy with that but then other people brought up the point of that like wait but this was in like a couple of tv shows like and you didn't complain then why are you complaining now it just seems like it's a new cool thing to hate
0: yeah i mean the whole like I I I haven't played Y2K. Um, but just hearing like people who kill themselves on, oh, like she killed herself on a water tower. It, do they have like issues with it because it depicts suicide?
1: Like how? No, I it's mean, because of the way that it, it it just doesn't like, like it doesn't like. Oh, it's based on this story. It's just like so obviously that story, like from that story that I guess like I don't I don't really get it, but. And then people were te- like saying the voice acting was bad, but I thought the voice acting was fine. It has a, one of your party characters is actually voiced by the same voice actor who voices Bakugo in the English dub of My Hero Academia.
0: Uh, welcome back to the My Hero Academia podcast, everybody. Uh, it's time to talk about how I fucking love this series. No big deal.
1: That's super cool, though. Yeah, it's like he's kind of, at least to me, he's the most notable voice actor in there. Um, and except for that guy, like, yeah. Except a, for except, yeah, except know. for that guy, but um. <laughs> and then there's, well, the music, um. So the music I really like, especially the track by Toby Fox actually, um, contributed a track, and it it was stuck in my head for like a week. It's so good.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I haven't played Y2K. I've been wanting to check it out. Uh, but uh, like. Honestly, once again, it's another thing that's a very small thing for me to get annoyed by. It's a very small gripe that I have, but um, does the main character do anything else in combat other than throw records?
1: Um, He gets summoned a panda. But for the most part, he throws records. That's his deal. Pretty much, he throws <laughs> records. But, like, the cool thing is, like... It's not just that that regular I had a problem with that I'm like you can go read my review of it. I had a problem because his basic attack never seemed to do much damage, but his other attacks like did way more. And one of his attacks when he throws throws records at multiple enemies, it like the little mini game you play is kind of like a I don't want to say Space Invaders, but kind of like that. And then there's like one of the characters, one of their attacks is based off of Super Mario 2, and it's called Base Drop, and you're picking up an amp and throwing it at the enemy. That's pretty cool. That's cool. That That's the cool part of the gameplay. There's some other problems with the dodging that I don't don't like that much, like, because it, it's, it's time-based, so it's kind of like, pa- I always compare it to Paper Mario, but sometimes instead of just, like, pressing X at the right time once, you have to do it three times in a row, and that can get hard. Even with yeah. the time-slowing mechanic that they have. Um, that sounds pretty interesting. But otherwise, yeah, no,
0: I just really hate the fact that he throws records. That really bothers
1: <laughs> me. Otherwise, I enjoyed it. It's just, like, it's interesting to see how divisive it is.
0: Well, speaking of divisive, yeah, the games I've been playing are not divisive at all. They're just a big pain in the ass. Um, I've <laughs> just mostly been lucky. playing more... Yeah, right. Um, I've mostly just been playing like Dark Souls 3 and Neo. Um, I did just pick up two indie games on. Uh, PlayStation has a Flash sale on right now that has a bunch of really good indie games. Uh, but I just picked up like Phantom Trigger and I picked up, I think it's called Planet of Eyes. Um, they both really spoke to me, especially oh. Phantom Trigger reminds me a lot of Hyperlight Light Drifter. So. Well, I
1: think I, wait, is Planet of Eyes the one with the robot? Yeah, it's a little yeah, robot. I played it looks that. really cute. I played yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I haven't played anything of
0: it yet. I just thought it looked really cute and it was only like two bucks. So yeah, anyway. I liked what I played
1: of <laughs> it. Apparently, I I didn't do everything because I didn't get the platinum. But like, it's a nice little short thing. Sweet.
0: I'll make sure I get the platinum so I can rub it in your face if there is one that we do.
1: Well, did you get the platinum for Desert Child though?
0: Uh, no because that game pisses me off and my like literally none of my fucking equipment works and it really bothers me i can't get it to work i I don't understand how It's,
1: it's you have to connect it to the battery
0: okay no i'm not gonna get into this it's it's a whole fucking thing my gun doesn't work none of my fucking equipment works even though it's connected to the battery ah it's so annoying Right, but this is about the time in this podcast <laughs> where we get into the news uh our first news story is over on polygon it is written by ashley O. it is the texasist text, resist, text or, uh, no i said it right texasist no, yeah. is a bullet hell meets typing game this game seems like a big pain in the ass to me that's not a part of the article i just had to say it <laughs> um a lot <laughs> that's of this
1: tagline <laughs> <laughs>
0: it seems like a big of yes uh i honestly ah uh, this game looks really interesting the the article doesn't have a whole lot of meat on it other than the brief like explanation of what the game is which is uh priest ray Bibia. i'm assuming um uh ha- has all he needs a bible a dinky computer and a lot of nerve follow him <coughs> around town and rid seedy places of demonic presence the texasist plays like a typical uh, overhead bullet hell with the, uh, exemption? Exception. I'm so fucking... God, I just can't read sometimes. (laughs) It's an issue. Uh, With the exception of actual weapons on your part, are you a good multitasker? You better be. To banish a demon, you must finish typing incantations while dodging a storm of attacks. In order to successfully get the incantations across, you have to be within a certain range of the monster. No hiding in the corner, it says in brackets, which I guess that's necessary. Any spelling errors results in having to start the entire chant over again. If you if you're confident in your abilities to type and dodge to a heavy metal soundtrack, this might be a game for you. And the Texasist is coming to Windows PC via Steam on February 14th for $14.99. This game does not look like something I will ever play and uh just because of that unique mechanic where you actually have to type out the incantations, I don't see this ever actually being ported to consoles. Um with the exception <laughs> of like uh, the only way i could see this really being done well and not super annoying is if keyboard peripheral I mean, yeah you would have to have the peripheral of the little touch or the little type pad that would literally be it you i don't know how you'd play it otherwise
1: and then we could finally port typing of the dead the modern console <laughs>
0: that really probably
1: would have hit me hard if i knew what that could <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you wanted to talk about the Texasist. what do you want to say about it? Other, other than that it's oh, really I, annoying. No, I, I was going to say, content.
1: like, it reminds me of Typing of the Dead, and I'm like, that's cool. Like, typing plus bullet hell? That sounds insane. It like,
0: seems like a huge pain. I couldn't because you it. you have to concentrate on both things. And I understand multitasking is a big thing in games nowadays. But this looks annoying, and they can knock your fucking spellbook out of your hand, dude. And then you have to go pick it up. <laughs> I also think it's really funny that they call it a spellbook. Um, I'm just like I'm pretty sure it's a Bible, but okay. But in their trailer, right, you, they never call just, it a spell you never just you
1: never just read the Bible like read the Bible out loud, and then like something happens.
0: No, that, that has not been my experience at the Bible. Yeah, neither, have, also, I. Yeah,
1: neither have I. Yeah, I've not, uh, not really must delved have.
0: deep into that spell book, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, I, uh, this game, I just, I, it's very eccentric and I'm excited to see what the reviews are for it. But I just, I can't see them being like that well. It's, I think this it's is a really
1: cool
0: concept. Uh, for our next story, we are moving over to Twinfinite. This, written by Tom Mayer, it is uh, niku free on Twitch Prime before official launch. This is obviously uh, some like some news that's a little bit past its date by the time that this is going to come out, but it's still really funny. I it's think. still relevant. Same yeah, way. it's still relevant. I I think it's hilarious. Did you say, did you say relevant? Shut up. Um, uh, Twitch Prime <laughs> subscribers can claim a free PC game here. Uh, they link to it starting today until Wednesday, January twenty third, which is being called an early access phase. Despite the term, Twitch confirmed uh, that all who claim the free offer will be able to keep the game forever before the game uh, launch. <coughs> before the game's launch on Thursday, January twenty fourth. Uh, just big news that Pikuniku came out. Early on Twitch, um, does it say I I didn't see, but does it say anywhere in this article that like this was on purpose or if it was on accident?
1: I mean, it's Devolver, so anything is possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. They pretty much just do anything. Pikachu looks really cool i've actually seen a bunch of like really decent reviews of it um and it seems like twinfinite has actually given it i'm i'm assuming a somewhat good review uh because they said their review is it's a nonsensical cartoon um world through its simple art and playful soundtrack but criticized the variety and creativity of its puzzles that's that's kind of interesting An Wait, interesting it criticizes season.
1: the creativity of their puzzles or the lack uh, of Yeah,
0: the and creativity of its puzzles. I yeah, that's why I was like, that's an interesting criticism, just like criticizing somebody's creative vision, I guess. I don't I don't really know. Um uh, are you excited for Pikuniku? Are you gonna pick it up, Errol? You reviewing it or anything? You wanna give me the inside scoop of what you're doing in your everyday life? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've been interested in PikuNiku for a while. I just haven't had the chance to pick it up with all the other stuff coming out around it but it looks
0: fun yeah it looks really fun i literally had absolutely no idea about it until i saw a devolver tweet about it um and i was like that looks really cool and it really reminds me of whoopo so
1: yeah or at
0: least the art style that just because it's like weird it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense but i think it's cool and i think it's hilarious that freaking twitch is giving away games that aren't even out yet it's freaking amazing guys uh speaking of stuff that's not out yet uh we are going to our next story which is on twinfinite i'm just gonna steamroll in through these stories by the way just feel free to just interject it'd be cool (laughs) uh we've got uh this written by uh bogdan robert mates uh who has a pretty decent beard by his picture i just feel like i need to say that i've yeah, it's an interesting. What a name! Game. Um, Supergiant game release. Supergiant Games releases first major early access update for Hades. This is a game that I am super excited about. Uh, Supergiant's Greek mythology-inspired roguelike Hades has received its first first major uh, early access update today titled the chaos update it focuses on features that add variety and lasting value to help keep things fresh while the game while the developers uh work on more content for the game um i'm i'm gonna tell you right now i'm probably i i'm not gonna play hades until it actually gets a full release because i'm more in it for the story because i love super giants writing um but yeah, I'm probably not going to uh, hop in right now. But if you played Hades, this is, might make sense to you. Uh, the Chaos Update brings the primordial, cha- primordial chaos to Hades, which waits inside Bloodgates and offers blessings uh, with great benefit, but also initial side effects. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this sounds like gibberish. Um, this is a very interesting game. It's, it's, I I don't exactly know how to explain it. There's there's a lot that they're adding to it. Zagreus? I'm going to say Zagreus has received some love. Having his animations further polished, Lord Hades will now challenge his son to defeat foes uh, without getting hit while the skull crusher Gorgon and uh, Mega Gorgon mega yeah i'm gonna go with mega gorgon expand the roster uh the roster of enemies blocking the protagonist path uh three new chambers have been added to both uh tartarus and asphodel Uh, the two areas currently available all of these changes are joined by a significant amount of balance tweaks uh dashing now uh stuns unarmored foes for a short while uh the shield of chaos returns sooner from its special attack critical effects will trigger less often but are more deadly um there's there's a lot that is in this but i don't necessarily want to just read off the entire article uh because i'd recommend you guys come and give twinfinite the click but there is a decent amount of stuff going on in hades um if you guys are excited about getting into the early access of this i think you have to do it specifically through the epic store if i'm uh not mistaken um to anyone aware announced hades during this. this is an early access it is a very, very true take um yeah during the game awards as an epic store exclusive yeah there we go so if you do want to play hades you do actually have to download the epic store but i've heard you also can get free games on the epic store as well um i heard that like i i think you could get Super Meat Boy on there for free. Um, not too long ago, I think it was about like two weeks ago. So that's pretty exciting. How, do you have the uh, Epic Store downloaded? Are you playing Hades every night, Errol?
1: No. You know what's interesting, and I might have, uh, I may have mentioned this when Hades was first announced. I have never played a Super Giant game. Oh
0: yeah, I remember that because that's when I decided that I, I didn't like you. You're a garbage person. You should play when, when, when Hades. <laughs>
1: When Hades comes to Switch, I'll play it.
0: I love how you and I have the different, ph- like a completely different philosophy on games. Like earlier when you were talking about how you played Moonlighter on PS4 and then moved to Switch. I do the exact <laughs> opposite thing. I only play it on Switch if I have to because I don't have any sort of commute. And if we're being honest, uh, the only time I have to play games is when I'm at my house anyway. So it's like... Why not? Um but yeah, any game that I see come out on Switch, I'll purchase it on Switch because I can't get it on PS4, and then I'll buy it again on PS4, or of course, because I'm a physical whore, I buy it physically through limited run, which I'm still waiting for, guys. Hey, you know what I
1: saw? Limited run. And you know what I saw physically at at GameStop the other day? Something cool. GC something cool. Moonlighter for Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah, I actually have Moonlighter for PS4 yeah it was published by merge um they released a really cool fucking collector's edition that came with a really like sweet little plush of the slime and i really really like it and i actually spoke about this during our uh, episode on our games yeah. of the year make sure you go check that out but uh yeah they only released it Wait, like do you in the have UK. it the collector's edition yeah no i think they only released it in the uk oh i'm not a hundred percent sure um the the local store that i shop at um they got like they they got the copies just the physical copies of the game but they didn't get any of the collector's editions uh so either that or you have to purchase it on merge's website or you did have to um but merge is publishing yeah. a lot of cool indie games like they published dead cells um as well yeah as as Moonlighter, so that's pretty cool um but just talking about some sweet indie games and such uh we'll move over to our next story this is the last news story we're really going to cover in depth today or as much as we have uh this is on ign written by adam bankhurst and it is all nine games featured in the nintendo indie highlights presentation so yay yeah if you guys (laughs) missed this which i did until errol said something about it today um they like nintendo put out this this video of indie highlights how would you explain this Errol? uh
1: nintendo of europe was like hey we're gonna have an indie highlights video again and then they put it up and they they they're like Saying what new Indies were coming to Switch this year.
0: I, so far, yeah, I definitely hope there's not know. just nine new Indies coming to Switch this year. There's a bunch. These are no, no, no. Cool. I just
1: mean like this is the first one of <laughs> I do several. Just, <laughs> just the first one of the year. Yeah, and we might even get because that was for Europe. We might get like a. They're only called Nindies in North America, so we might get a Nindies Direct like in a couple days. Who knows? Or like. A full-on Nintendo Direct with indies in it. I don't
0: know. I I really hope that happens. Yeah, there was definitely, like, a bunch of rumors and stuff. But a lot of people thought they, like, shadow dropped this, which I guess they kind of, like, didn't they do the same thing when they released the last Indie Highlights thing? They just kind of, like, oh, no, what got shadow dropped was a game in it. That's what happened. Like, one of the games just released, wasn't
1: it? The Indie Highlights last time I felt like came out of nowhere. This one was, like, actually pre-announced.
0: Hmm interesting uh but the main meat of this article and the indie highlights was a bunch of really cool games that were announced i'm just gonna list them off real quick and then we can talk about them individually uh so we've got war groove uh steam world quest yes. hand of gilgamech um crosscode double kick heroes yes. uh when the ski lifts go wrong uh forager because i once again the reading thing uh goat simulator the goatee uh inmost uh unruly heroes and yeah that's 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 what we got on here um a lot of cool games on here i've been following war on twitter for a while and it looks awesome i'm um, i'm very excited about this <coughs> uh, did you play like advanced wars or are you a big fire emblem fan? i
1: have so i have advanced wars too because I got it from my friend. I haven't gotten the chance to play it. But since last year I got so much like more into strategy games with like Into the, into Breach. the Breach and Mutant Year 0 and Vistario Saga, I'm like, okay, I need to try Wargroove. cuz it looks really, really fun.
0: Yeah, it looks really awesome. I'm into it. I'm I'm not super into strategy games just entirely, but I was really like excited about it just cuz that sweet art style
1: and it has like local and online multiplayer. And the map creator, and you can create your own campaigns and stuff, That's cr- and your own cutscenes. That's crazy.
0: I did not know that. That's really fucking cool. <coughs> I, I didn't, like, I try to go on mostly media blackout for games that I really want, because I'm, ever since, like, games like Destiny and stuff, I've just been a little bit too burnt on getting hyped, so I just kind of try to stay out of it as much as I can. I mean, obviously, I like f- fangirl over lots of stuff. Uh, SteamWorld Quest <laughs> looks really cool. Um, it reminds me, like, it's it's much more like SteamWorld Heist than it would be uh, SteamWorld Dig. Um, but I think it looks really cool. It's, a uh, is a role-playing card game that is the fifth steam world title by imagine and foreign Games. SteamWorld world quest allows you to lead a party of three into battle um over 100 unique punch cards um including kilovolt uh, ice shards dragons roar hot iron uh, burning desire and more burning desire it's like burning <laughs> um i think it looks really cool i've I'm like kind of like a standby fan when it comes to the SteamWorld games. Like I, I like SteamWorld Heist, and I really love the art style of uh, the SteamWorld games. Um, but I haven't played either of the SteamWorld Dig games, and I don't know what the other one is. There's supposedly four before SteamWorld Quest. There's two digs, Heist, and I don't know what the fourth would be.
1: I don't know. I've never played any of those. Oh, I'm,
0: uh, there you go alright
1: well sure.
0: uh, there's also CrossCode was announced this is one that Josh has been like orgasming over for you know
1: it's awesome I played the demo a little bit <laughs>
0: i played the demo a little bit people really like this game jason schreier has been like really gushing over it on twitter as well since this was announced um the biggest announcement on these is that they are either uh coming to nintendo switch soon um like wargroove got february 1st 2019 release date for nintendo switch xbox one pc with the ps4 coming shortly uh coming later um the steam world quest was just announced but it is coming to nintendo first to nintendo switch um, in 2019 cross code is coming to Nintendo switch in 2019 uh, double kick heroes is coming to the Nintendo switch first um, in the summer of 2019 um, when ski lifts go wrong is actually available now you guys can pick that up on the Nintendo eShop uh, and the I'm assuming steam, uh, it just says PC, so either Steam, the Epic Store, Discord, it's something somewhere. like um, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Forager is going to be coming soon to Nintendo Switch and PC. That one seems to be a full-fledged just announcement of a game. Uh, Goat Simulator is available now on the Nintendo Switch. And Inmost is coming uh, 2019 to the Nintendo Switch first. And Unruly Heroes is available now on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PC. The The one that I found, like, really, really exciting that I really want to play, other than uh, Wargroove CrossCode, and CrossCode, is actually uh, Inmost. I think that looks really, really cool. Um, it's an atmospheric, story-driven platformer that features three playable characters, a knight, a creature, and a stranger, as they explore an old abandoned castle. Each character's tale uh yeah they're they their tails are interconnecting um uh, which supposedly take place over two worlds like across two worlds huh. i think that's really cool and the art style is really really awesome i in the trailer I, there was like there's the knight which i've seen um then there's the str- what i'm assuming is the stranger he just looks like a dude um and then the third one where it says the creature it just kind of looks like a little girl unless i'm (laughs) unless i'm just missing which one's supposed to be a creature i i don't really know but uh yeah inmost looks really really cool it's very dark and dreary a lot of grays and blacks um but it looks awesome the art style reminds me a little bit of um a little bit of octopath traveler but obviously not the like 2.5 hd or whatever that they trademarked this week that title, um, and you've
1: actually played <coughs> Unruly Heroes, right? No, I haven't. I haven't played it yet. No, you're killing me, Errol. You're but killing. I'm, I'm going to be playing it soon. It looks cool. It um, no. What what interested me is that um, from what I read, it said from some of the developers of Rayman, but it wasn't that specific. So I'm not sure if it meant like. Rayman back in the day or, like, you know, Rayman Legends? I'm thinking probably, like, Rayman Legends. I'm pretty sure
0: it means Rayman Arena, actually. Um, Hey, I
1: like that game. (laughs) I had that on PS2. That was pretty fun. I've just, I've honestly, I've never played it. Um, I
0: just constantly, like, shop for games that I'm never going to play. And I always come across Rayman Arena. And I'm like, maybe I should actually pick this up uh, to look at, not play, because
1: I'm a psychopath. It's not a good game.
0: Wow. Way to just cause my local game store a sale, Errol. I'll make sure that I tell them. But the it's idea. a fun
1: game. <laughs> it's dumb fun. That's, a, that's what I remember from it. Nice. I haven't played it in years. But anyway, yes, Unruly Heroes looks cool. Um, Double Kick Heroes, I think, is a cool concept
0: it really annoys me that there's like a forager and double kick heroes i know that they i missed they both got trailers but for some reason they don't have them in this article and it really bothers me i really don't
1: like it yeah that's weird um yeah forager kind of looks cool too but i I thought of you exactly when he (laughs) He used the pickaxe does he do it
0: (laughs) does he fucking do this stupid pickaxe shit?
1: I don't know if it's if if you think the pickaxe animation is stupid, but he used a pickaxe. As long as he like, moves
0: yeah. his fucking arm <clears throat> when he does this pickaxe thing and doesn't look like he's like doing the wave, I'll be fine. I'll play this game. It looks cute. There's freaking radishes with
1: faces. It looks cute, guys. Oh yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> like we love you, and he just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: uh. So I was, I was i'm really excited about this um obviously like the more indie games news that comes out the better especially because a lot of really cool indie games coming to the nintendo switch uh but it's I, go
1: ahead hold on i i actually didn't expect you know um because you know the last Direct we got into the breach uh, shadow dropped and i was like oh my god and then And then, like, today, I just didn't expect anything. I'm just like, I don't think we're going to get anything that big. And then freaking CrossCode happens. And, I mean, I knew Wargroove was probably going to happen soon. But but CrossCode, I think, was a huge thing.
0: I'm going to be honest. I kind of wish. So last week, uh, the developers of Eagle Island announced that Eagle Island was also going to be released on the Nintendo switch. This was of course, before they went to pack South cause they had a booth there. Um, so I understand why they needed to like, they just kind of get hype around their game before going to pack South announced that it's coming to Nintendo switch. But I think it would have been cool to just save this for this indie highlights. um, Because then, like, the entire Nintendo audience uh, that at least watches or follows the directs or the indie highlights, whatever, would have actually seen that Eagle Island is actually coming to the Nintendo Switch, which looks really cool. It's a 2D um, action platformer uh, with procedurally generated levels based entirely around falconry. It's really fucking weird.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember you saying stuff about that.
0: Yeah, it looks really awesome. I'm very excited about it. It's one of the games that I'm looking forward to most, um, in twenty nineteen. I'm hoping they'll give us a release date soon, because this will be awesome. Uh but of course we've got a bunch more news stories while we move into our news cram section. Cram, 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 cram. I'm glad that you did that just like Josh does. Uh, otherwise that would have been a really uncomfortable pause for a while. No
1: we do. I almost did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for our news cram this week uh, of course I just list off a couple different news stories that you guys can go check out and I will try to list where they are to make them easier for you guys to check uh, we've got Atlas Server brought down again which is depressing uh, this time by Giant Whales and Tanks is over on Polygon uh, Book of Demons is heading to consoles uh, Book of Aliens still a few years away in quotations is over on Twinfinite uh, Among uh, Among the Sleep will creep onto the Nintendo Switch I, I don't like that title. That's a bad one. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, that one is over on Twinfinite. Infinite. And the last news crime title is Sandbox CRPG uh, Project Witchstone confirmed as Spearhead Games next title. Um, Of course, Josh is not on the podcast conveniently when Book of Demons is actually relevant. Good job, Josh.
1: I hope I played, you're listening uh, to this. I played Spearhead Games last game, uh, Omen Sight.
0: I have not played it, but I have it written on my whiteboard that's less than a foot away from me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um,
1: I liked it, but, like, it wasn't... It was kind of cool, hack-and-slash adventure with different, like, pathways, and you're trying to solve this mystery of, of like, what really led the kingdom to fall. And you're just trying to see, like, who who the who the major players in the event are and who did what or what caused what. And then you just, you keep going back in the timeline and partnering, partnering up with these different characters. And then you like, and then it just has all these different branching pathways. It was a cool concept. I just feel like it could have been executed a little better.
0: I feel like that's a lot of games like Atlas. Seems like a really cool concept. Probably could have been executed better. Same thing could be said about communism. Not trying to get political, just saying. Um, I think the Atlas story is actually really funny because if you guys read into it, which I would recommend over on Polygon once again, guys, check it out. Uh, I'm basically somebody like I I hate to use this word loosely, but uh, apparently like hacked in to one of the like designers accounts and started spawning like fucking whales and tanks into the game, (laughs) which caused the servers to shut down. And apparently there were a couple streamers who actually captured this on stream because they were playing it and they were all like, holy shit, dude, I'm going to fucking ride this tank. It's weird. (laughs) it was like some weird stuff happened but what the heck that's just so special there's no like I'm so glad that somebody caught that on live stream because that's just it's a special moment that's now saved in history and I think it's great shot games yeah now their downfall is recorded on on live stream (laughs) So of course, uh, it is time to move on to our next section of the podcast. This is God Bless the Crowd, where uh, normally my co-host Josh goes into different uh, crowdfunding sites, pulls out a couple games, and we talk about them. This time, I did it because I freaking I did it on my own, guys. I'm 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 not as dumb as I seem, but I really am. <laughs> Uh, I popped in to Kickstarter, picked out two games that I think are really cool. One of them actually uh, either announced or just featured on the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. And the other one looks real murdery and rapey. It's a little weird. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Seems pretty weird. We don't use those words you gotta here. you got to watch the trailer. I've, I've said much worse. I talked about Josh's balls last week. No big deal. Um. So we've got right. Tunchy. I'm, I'm going to say that's how you say that, Tunchy. And the blind prophet, blood of the apostate. Or no, apostle. Not apostate. It's just apostle. So I want to talk about Tunchy first. Uh, a charming hand-drawn return to 2DB... Be- uh, 2D beat 'em up genre uh, mixed with roguelike elements, uh, four-player co-op, and a dash of shaman witchcraft. Uh, they are asking for 35,000 as their goal, and they are already—they're not halfway there, but they're pretty close. They're uh, 14, uh, 14,500. They have 367 backers with 21 days to go. Uh, make sure you guys sh- go check these out. They are both on Kickstarter. They both look really cool. But, of course, I need to talk a little bit of shit about these games, guys. I need to talk about, I'm going to look right now because I forgot to check before, but I need to find out if they fucking uh, 18 left out a 20. I need to find out if they offered uh, people to make their game for them because that's always my issue.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah
0: um i do find it really cool when they offer you to meet the development team that's that's a really interesting like little bit um we had that actually like last week i think um i think it was with uh little legend you could go to france and actually meet the team but you had to pay like nine thousand dollars i was like holy shit dude I could just go
1: to France. Yeah, and if you could afford that, into. you might be going to France anyway. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. I could just pay to go to France and then just casually run into you in a super creepy way. No big deal. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> um, so we got a bunch of cool characters in uh, Tunchy. I'm probably totally butchering this. This game looks really, really cool. Don't. Yeah, whatever. Today. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> We've got the shaman, uh the accursed, which is a boy with wings. That was really interesting. Or nope, it's definitely a boy because he there's no there's no boobies. Um you got the warrior, hey. uh, and the humble, um, which I mean he's like a wrestler. He yeah. <laughs> he looks like Incineroar, kind of, but a chubby kid <laughs> instead. <laughs> Uh, what is touchy uh in Tunchy players will explore a magical Amazon jungle in search of the mythical uh, of the mythical entity of the same name uh fighting fantastic I really hate the use of the word fantastical just anytime anybody uses it it sounds like a made-up word I really don't like it uh fantastical beast I'm gonna
1: use it in my next article for parallax
0: I'm so glad that I'm not gonna read it then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the entry level bit that you could do for this one is only five is5 dollars. Is $5. Um, you just show your support. Uh, you get some digital goodies, I guess. Uh, you got to pay 20 bucks to actually get the game, uh, which I mean, we've spoke about this before and God bless the crowd, it's a little bit of a steep barrier for entry on this one. Um, I wish I wonder if they actually had like an early bird that they're all sold out of now. Yep, yep. Uh traveler early bird $15 instead. Um a lot of people do early birds. I actually saw one the other day. Um while I was looking through these that had like four different early bird things like one $1 cheaper or like $1 cheaper, $1 more than the next. It was
1: really weird. I just thought I'd say that.
0: Huh. Are you a fan of 2D
1: beatmaps? The uh, power is pronounced. It looks cool. Um <laughs> This was the one where it it looked like it was just. It's the one where there are different waves of enemies, right?
0: Um, That's yeah, what I, I think so from
1: the trailer. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really into games like that because I'm like. I just wonder if it was going to just be a mobile game originally, and they decided to put it on consoles just because it's like. Like, you know, wave one, wave two, wave three. And if if that's all it is, I'm like, good for the people who like that. I'm just, I don't know if I'm that into it. I like the art design, though.
0: Yeah, the art looks really, really cool. Once again, too bad Josh is not on the freaking podcast because he is obsessed with co-op games. It's it's ridiculous. And he's also obsessed with card games. So he could have spoke about uh, the SteamWorld Quest as well.
1: I mean, not to go off on a t- tangent, but since the development team is in is in France, like, and and the art style is like pretty much like anime inspired.
0: Oh, this development France uh, development is in Peru, I think. Oh, uh, the the wait, France wait. one was Little
1: Legend. Oh, never mind. I mean, you could finish was your thing. I on though. this whole tangent about <laughs> about uh, like uh, the anime inspired cartoons from France.
0: <laughs> never mind then i guess no these guys never are mind. in we'll, uh, Lima we'll save that Poli. for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> save it for next time when we could talk about the games being developed in france uh yeah Tenchi looks really cool i think it looks awesome if you guys are fans of 2d beat-em-ups uh check it out over on kickstarter you guys uh, can get the barrier of entry for 20 dollars. i guess no more early bird or you could just be like, get some digital stuff and do five bucks. Uh, the other game, uh, of course, is the uh, the Blind Prophet, Blood of the Apostle. Um, it is a dark and mature point-and-click adventure and narrative game set in a corrupted city. The guy looks a lot like Geralt, but, of course, <laughs> blind and, uh, you know, doesn't bang chicks, I'm assuming, since he's an apostle, <laughs> um, which Geralt what? does a lot of
1: oh uh, you're just comparing him to Geralt
0: okay he's got this fat sword he's got white hair and he looks creepy as shit like I mean that's all you really need for Geralt uh the art style is very similar to Hellboy which I actually think is really really cool it looks really dark and really interesting
1: huh uh um yeah no I mean uh so I don't usually play point-and-click games and like Back in the day, you know, I played, like, Spy Fox, Pajama Sam, Putt-Putt, Freddy the Fish, that kind of stuff. Um, But recently, last year, one of the best point-and-click games I ever played was uh, Unavowed.
0: I've never played Unavowed. I've never even heard of it.
1: (laughs) you never heard of Unavowed? I know it got a 9 from GameSpot, and it's pretty critically acclaimed. Um, It's a really good, like... Point and Click Adventure, it's about kind of the mythological world hidden um, hidden in New York City, and like all this supernatural stuff going on, and there are like genies in it and demons and, and mermen, and you have to like solve puzzles different ways and different characters you can use for their abilities, different ways you can solve stuff. It was, I really liked it, and the voice acting was cool, it had um. Do you know the the really popular, well, he's a voice actor too now, but he started on Vine, uh, Pro ZD.
0: I'm not actually a Vine kid. I'm actually not really even a child of the internet. I'm more of just an old man in a 23-year-old's body.
1: <laughs> what? Well, do you know Sungwan Cho? Maybe you follow him on Twitter. I'm going to tell you right now, you could say
0: basically anything, and I'm going to say no. I just, anything okay, that's well, really well, a product of the internet, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, but he he voice acted in it, and I was like, "Why is his voice so familiar?" And then I see the credits, and I'm like, "Oh, what the heck? I had no idea."
0: Nice, yeah, I'm um, the. The blind prophet looks really really cool i think it looks awesome i don't play a lot of 2d uh like point or not i mean it is 2d but i don't play a lot of like point and click adventure games either but this one looks really cool it's much more mature uh the features are traditional point and click mechanics mind bending puzzles a world full of charismatic characters ready to talk and interact with um ethical choices that drive the narrative comic art style uh, cinematics and a strong storyline about philosophy redemption and moral struggle um i think it just it looks so cool and i'm like once again my just like yours my like i i don't have like a huge wealth of point and click games that i've played before um i also played pajama sam because it was cool but um i really like the art style and i love games that are featuring this really cool like comic like style sorry i got distracted um, this really cool comic style, uh, like games like Darkest Dungeon and, uh, uh, there's a game I had in my head that Josh was talking about, like, last week that looked really cool, but, yeah, you know what I mean, Darkest Dungeon is by far the most popular one using comic book style at this point, uh, yeah i think this game looks really cool um i just realized i actually forgot to say anything about its goal uh it's got an 11,366 dollar goal which is a very like oddly specific goal um it has eight thousand dollar eight thousand and ninety seven dollars already pledged to it Has 300 backers and 18 days left to go. Uh, By the time that this publishes, the they will, I mean, they'll have like 16 days left to go. So make sure to go check out these games, uh, Tunchi, however you say that, and the Blind Prophet, uh, Blood of the Apostle, over on Kickstarter. Very easy to find. Just go to the Games tab, then Explore Games, and check those out, guys. I figured it out. I know how to use Kickstarter now. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> Josh will still have to do it every week, though, because he picks better games that Errol tends to hate more. So,
1: no big deal. <laughs> now it's. You're going to be like, this is so unfair. Yeah,
0: right. He doesn't hate mine as much as he hates yours, Josh uh now it is time to move on to the most annoying part of the podcast this is the indie games release schedule this is where i put together a release schedule of indie games that are coming out each and every week these coming out uh the week of january 20th through the 26th uh there's a lot of them a decent amount of them uh, like it's stark contrast to last week's where we had basically like five games uh first i'm going to start off with multiple then we'll go to ps4 xbox one the Switch, and then we'll go to Windows PC. so to start off multiple, we have Demons Tilt comes to Windows PC and Mac Monday, January 24, 21st. Uh, At Sundown, Shots in the Dark comes to Xbox One and Switch Tuesday, January 22nd. Future Grind comes to PlayStation 4, Switch, and Windows PC on Tuesday, January 22nd. The Hong Kong Massacre, which looks really cool, um, is coming to PlayStation 4 and Windows PC Tuesday, January 22nd. Jack Quest, The Tale of the Sword... Uh, comes to playstation 4 switch and xbox one thursday january 24th that one looks really cool as well um now moving on to playstation 4 we've got a fisherman's tale uh actually is out right now on playstation vr and one of my games of the year uh wonder song was announced and released uh for x or not xbox one <laughs> playstation 4 recently like within the past two weeks it's awesome it's out now Make sure you guys go pick it up. It's very awesome. Greg, Greg Lobanov, one of the creators, really, really cool guy. We actually have an interview with him up right now. He's freakishly positive. It's like a cre- it's very creepy. Um now on to the Xbox One titles. We have Heroes Trials. Uh it comes to Xbox One Wednesday, January 23rd. The Walking Vegetable Rat r- v- eh. My mouth is like super dry right now. very upsetting the walking vegetables radical edition comes to xbox one wednesday january 23rd unruly heroes comes to xbox one wednesday january 23rd and steamroll comes to xbox one friday january 25th okay i gotta get a drink dude my mouth is like a desert it's like the sahara or some other desert i don't know any other deserts I guess technically Idaho, where I live, is a desert, but it's like a, it's like a desert oasis because we have such a large aquifer, I guess. I don't freaking know. We grow potatoes, guys. That's all anybody knows about us. No big deal. Um, so for the Nintendo Switch list, we've got I Hug You which is interesting, uh, comes to Switch. I keep seeing that
1: on the ESOF, and I'm like, what is this?
0: Yeah, Odyssey, uh, I'm very glad that I actually looked up a little bit about it just so I could say the name of it, because uh, I Hug You is a weird name. It uh, comes to Switch Monday, January 21st. Uh, we've got Hashtag Kill All Zombies comes to Switch Thursday, January 24th. Uh, Akhtung Cthulhu Tactics comes to Switch Thursday, January 24th
1: as (laughs) Uh,
0: as divine hearts 2 comes to switch thursday january 24th bad dream coma comes to switch thursday january 24th uh cursed castilla maybe uh comes to switch thursday january 24th doodle god evolution comes to switch thursday january 24th uh legrand legacy legrand legacy tale of the fate bounds that's such a weird name uh comes to switch thursday uh, january 24th my memory of us comes to switch thursday january 24th uh pikuniku comes to switch thursday january 24th uh flowlines versus or just vs comes to switch friday january 25th heroes trials comes to switch friday january 25th and inops comes to switch saturday january 26th now for our last two games and these are coming out on windows pc uh we've got strange telephone which looks really cool i'd definitely look it up if i were you guys uh that
1: title yeah
0: it's pretty interesting uh comes to windows pc monday january 21st and derail valley comes to uh windows pc friday january 25th oh my mouth is still super dry earl it's (laughs) it's an issue i have uh so this is normally where we pick out one game and we talk about it a little bit more in depth if we really like it or anything like that uh but i kind of just went through and talked about a shitload of games for some reason because i'm a crazy person jack quest uh the main character has an afro (coughs) that is pretty interesting i i don't know why i like that but i really do and uh he's got a gigantic buster sword that he swings around like guts from berserk which i think is really cool
1: yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> yeah, it looks really
0: awesome. It's a 2D platformer. I'm very excited about it. I'm probably going to have to pick it up. Same thing with Hong Kong Massacre. It looks really cool. It's a lot like Hotline Miami. Um, and, of course, if I had a VR, um, I would actually pick up Derail Valley because it's a train game and derail is in the title. So I'm assuming it's something really fucked up.
1: Like it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, like it's all
0: about derailing trains or something. Where I'm, in, I'm suddenly in the plot of Unbreakable, something like that. I don't really know. It Seems really cool though. Any games that you thought just really stood out to you? I hug you right. You just you need some. Humor I mean, I imagine. just keep
1: seeing it, and I'm just like, what is this? But no, uh, Jack Quest I keep hearing about, and and I think it looks cool. Um, I already talked about. Did I talk about Unruly Heroes?
0: Uh, you no, said that you
1: did be- not play it. <laughs> no, but I do like that it, it it's apparently based off Journey to the West, which is the same Chinese, uh, I believe it's a Chinese mythology story that inspired Dragon Ball. And it's by the same developers as Rayman. I, I believe Rayman Legends, I would think. Um but it looks, it looks fun.
0: Speaking of Dragon Ball, that kind of puts me into our random question of the day. Um, I just wanted to know why you hate me so much and you'd rather watch Dragon Ball instead of recording a podcast uh, with me, Aaron. Don't. What's up, hey,
1: dude? I – no. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it the next day. No, we saw it the next day. <laughs> oh. Okay, dude. Okay, so you just skipped out of my podcast. That's cool. I mean – No, like, I did have something – and now I forgot what I was doing <laughs> last week, but I was doing something else.
0: This was the, like, Broly movie,
1: right? Yeah. Nice. How you- was good. Did you like it? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that, like, so a lot of the movie theaters, um, and this does technically have to do with indie games because it's limited releases, so... So you know, when, when Dragon Ball first came back to theaters with Battle of Gods, it was in a couple theaters, but not that many, and then they saw how much money it could make, so then the sequel, Resurrection F, was in like all the theaters. But this one <coughs> um, wasn't in as many theaters for some reason, and it made a ton of money. It's the second highest grossing anime film in the U.S. behind Pokemon, the first movie. Support anime releases, Damn. people, so they're not limited, so I don't have to go so far to a theater.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. The, the most recent, like, anime release I went to was I went to My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, which um, was supposed to be in English, but it was not, and I was pissed. I was very upset about
1: it. Well, it was at least subtitled, right? Yeah, it was
0: subtitled, but if we're being honest, I really don't like to read. If 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 that's shown at all in my reading of articles, <laughs> uh, it's probably just for, for really a movie.
1: I can understand. I don't mind watching shows subtitled. Nah, dude, I'm a especially, filthy
0: casual. I'm all about that dub, bro. That's why I have a subscription especially to
1: Funimation. If, if I don't like the dub cast, then I'll watch the sub. But usually, the dubs are fine. It just depends on like the cast and how old the dub is <laughs>
0: instead the dub is just super different for some reason like they just say completely different stuff like uh one punch man the dub is way less funny than the sub really the sub is just so much funnier yeah like uh because i think the.
1: you think what i think the voice cast for that they do a good job but i i i've only watched like the first episode dubbed
0: see it's not necessarily like anything to do with the delivery of lines it's the lines themselves are actually somewhat different in certain scenes so like in the second episode where he squashes the mosquito queen spoilers i guess uh the mosquito chick queen whatever her freaking name is uh it's like the second or third episode it's not that far in um when he kills her in the like in the subbed, he just says mosquitoes suck And for some reason, that was, like, the funniest fucking thing ever to me. Um, But then in the dub, he just says, I hate mosquitoes. And I'm like, who fucking doesn't? Get your head out of your ass, geez, Saitama.
1: God. But he said the same, that's, like, the same thing.
0: There's, I hate mosquitoes, and then mosquitoes suck. One is really funny, the other one is dumb. That's all I have to say. That's not any. (laughs) We'll just agree to disagree, Errol. Go watch freaking Dragon Ball Z again. Jeez.
1: Okay, well, what's your? Was that your actual weird question that you do? Or do you have yeah, it? I didn't
0: really have one. I forgot what I was gonna say, so I was just like, "Hell, dude, let's talk about freaking so you're just anime." Picking bro, on me
1: <laughs> for supporting a limited release,
0: I'm not. I'm not picking on you because supported a limited release. I'm picking on you because you abandoned <laughs> me to not watch the movie, <laughs> and <coughs> did instead did something movie. forgettable. If,
1: if if if, you, if it makes you feel better, I had to... It was raining really hard when we got out of the movie, and I had to... Did
0: you get poked in the eye by an umbrella?
1: Walk a bit in the rain. No, we didn't have umbrellas, but I almost slipped and fell and cracked my head open.
0: That does make me feel better. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But, of course, this has been the Indie Incursion Podcast. We release this each and every week. It normally uploads on Friday unless I'm exceptionally lazy or I just f- forget about it, I guess. I don't really know. I'm just I'm not really on top of whatever this podcast is supposed to be. You know what I mean? Uh, this podcast is where we bring you some indie games news, uh, release schedules, some Kickstarters, and all sorts of other cool stuff. We also, on occasion, actually talk to some indie game developers. But <laughs> that's just, once again, if I'm not lazy and they- at all can schedule with us because it's actually surprisingly hard. It's really annoying. I hate it. Um, I, well, I love talking to them. I just hate having to schedule it. It's really bothersome. I uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to this. If you guys would like to uh, follow us outside the show, you can follow me at High Legion and you can follow Errol at ErrolM, correct? On Twitter?
1: Yep. Boom, dude. Yep, that's me. I've got our
0: freaking stuff down. Josh's, it took me like five episodes to do it. I got his down pat. I'm not even worried about it. Well, his is weird. Yeah, and Alex, we don't even know what his is. He's he hasn't been on it a while. He just doesn't care. He he hates me. No, we do. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, and that's that's about it. Yeah, just I don't I forgot how I end these. Oh yeah, have a great day. That's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>